Hey, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Afternoon Morning Show. My name is Chris Mueller. I'm joined, as always, by Vinny Kiyanko. Yeah. Hello. Hey, everybody. It's funny. I turned my I, my headphones weren't turned on last one. They were just kind of like uh, yeah. I turned the noise canceling on, and I just holy moly is that louder? Yeah. Why? I need to not cancel the noise because I'm gonna go back to okay. <laughs> that's better. It was too much. Way too much of any. You do, what? It happens. Too much? Of no, it's, I mean, it's, no, I can see how that is. I'm yeah. a little much. A little. <laughs> Anyways, well, hey, welcome back, guys. This episode, we're going to be talking about last episode. No, uh, sorry. Mm, no, last we're not. <laughs> it's an episode about last episode. No, last episode, we talked about some politics and some cultural stuff and just the tribalism in the United States. Yep. If you haven't heard it, go back, listen to that episode. This week, I wanted to get into some health stories. Yay. It is kind of a reoccurring theme on the afternoon and morning show. Yeah, we're big on health. I feel like there's clearly. a part of me that wants to be Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec. <laughs> and I also feel like there's a part of me that's really sad that Parks and Rec is drifting off into the past at such a rate that people don't get the Parks and Rec references. As well, yeah, anymore. because every other show is trying to be Parks and Rec. That show was, and none of them are. Nope. None of them are. Nope. It's such a good show. See, I'm, the, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm stopping there. I'm done watching TV now. That's You're just, I'm done. I'm, I'm over it. I'm Throw watch, the TV out. I'm watching it again. Like I'm literally watching Parks and Rec there again right now. There's some shows that are like that though. Yeah, I guess so. Although for some reason, before I started Exodus 90, um, uh, a friend, a close friend of mine, it's like, you have to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Is it good? It's decently funny. Okay. So Parks and Rec, there's an episode I just watched the other day. Uh, the It's about the animal control department. Okay. Which is run by two total stoners. Like they're like two, <laughs> they're two stoners. And so like at one point, Chris Drager steps in like a bear trap <laughs> and in, in, the, in the animal control. And, and the guy's like, yo, no, we got a terrible vermin problem. We've been we've been meaning to call somebody about that. And he's like, you're the people you would call. You're fired. You're both fired. Like, they have like a like a like a like a crow like nailed to the wall. And they're like, what's going on there? He's like, well, we thought it'd be like like a work whistle like they had in the Flintstones, but it's way harder than it looks. It's way harder than it looks. <laughs> it's, it's just, anyway, these guys are total, total, uh, they're definitely stoners. Um, which brings us to our first story in our health episode. This is the greatest segue ever, <laughs> Parks and Rec. It's true, though. I, I think sometimes marijuana is portrayed as this very benign product. Mm. And- in a sense, it's you know the parody is people want to make parody with alcohol, yeah, and and I think that's that's fine. I think you can make a parody with alcohol. The problem is alcohol isn't a benign product. No, you know, study after study after study shows alcohol consumption, even moderate alcohol consumptions, can have some pretty negative health effects. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people do that, and we go, whatever. I'm drinking yeah. responsibly. I'm not going to drink and drive. Blah blah blah. All of those things. And I'm not saying I've I've never had a drink, and yeah. I will ever have a drink, but. To act like there aren't negative consequences associated with alcohol is stupid, mm-hmm. right? And um, I think alcohol has been like so culturally – alcohol is its own kind of thing because it's been with humanity forever. Mm-hmm. Like if I, I just – if you look culturally, alcohol has always been with every culture, yeah. you know? And so it's something that we've kind of – it's just part of human culture. It's mm-hmm. hard to get rid of it. And, well, yeah. and we tried and it was terrible. Um, yeah, you know, it prohibition didn't work. didn't work. Now we're at the point now with marijuana in the United States where it's sort of being like, it's sort of legal, like it's legal in certain states, but it's not legal <laughs> federally. And so like in California right now, you can go to like, uh, if you drive up the 215 freeway near where we live, 
it is like marijuana dispensary alley. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Down the one road. Oh my gosh. If you so many green crosses. There's so many billboards on the 215 yep. now that are just you know marijuana dispensary or yeah. this this dispensary or that dispensary. Well, even to the point where San Diego is having a convention. Wow. A cannabis convention. What's it called? I don't know. Oh come on! It's got to have like a cool con. No, like, I think you know, I think pot it's con or your cannabicon or cannabicon. Cannabicon doesn't sound good. Cannabicon. No, no, because you think it's one thing and you go, it's just a bunch of cannibalists. Yeah. Ooh, that would be bad. Yeah. Cannibalism con. Yeah. <laughs> cannabicon. <laughs> People just kind of pinch in the back of your arms as you walk around. <laughs> Tender. <laughs> hey, hey, get your hands stop off it. me. <laughs> Smelling you and stuff. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> mm, sprig of garlic, sprig of little, gar- little basil. There are misters that just put garlic butter. In you know, them. oddly, I've heard that that human flesh, when it's cauterized, smells like bur- like like literally smells like pork. I can't, I can't speak to that. No, see, I burned myself pretty badly once. I don't ever remember smelling pork, but that's also because I was probably screaming. That's true. And are, is it a different smell when you're burning your epidermis, like your skin yeah, true. when you're burning? Why like, are we like talking muscle? about this? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know. It's just something that comes up. This is, again, Megan's not here today. Oh, well, you know, so we're talking about what, what humans taste like. This uh, is, yeah. <laughs> And I'll, again, I'll say, this is why we have Megan here. <laughs> so true. Megan, come back. <laughs> uh, just a reminder, Megan is not off the show, but she did just have a baby. And so we're missing her. So the last two episodes we had, uh, well, we had Chris Padgett and Judy McDonald in office, uh, in, in office, in studio in with office. us. And now Vinny and I are doing the last two episodes solo. But I do want to start bringing in some more guests. Yeah. So we got to work out the Skype thing. And we, yeah. Megan could be Skyping in even. We just haven't. We just hadn't figured that out. We probably need to take the time. It's not a hard, I've read articles. It's yeah. not hard to no. do. No, you just need something to go into one of the... Anyways. We have the technology. There is a way. There is a way. Anyway, so we're doing this thing where we've legalized marijuana in multiple states, California being one of them. Colorado famously, I think, was the first. Yep. The Mile High State. Yeah. (laughs) It's the Mile High State. (laughs) Anyway. I don't know why I laughed like that. I don't know. No, no, we need to stop. Anyway, but... uh, but what we've shown in study after study is that that there are some negative consequences. Yeah. So uh, in particularly, um, right now we're seeing legalized cannabis is linked to more ER visits in Colorado. Yeah. There are more cannabis type emergencies mm. happening. Well, and but it, reading it, it, it sounds like more of um, an issue with edibles. Okay. So in in a way where like the, the jokes of like where they make pot brownies well actually it's also saying you can't say pot anymore because the the pot, marijuana industry pot is an insensitive term yeah. and Pot's we insensitive. this is medicine Vinny. Ma- it's it's marijuana brownies it's mary medicine. jane brownies. how dare you yeah yeah um but a lot of it is people eating too much of it because there's a slower effect it has to hit your right. system slower than if you were to say actually smoke Right. Marijuana. Whereas like you, like if you smoke a cigarette, you'd probably get the, or smoke anything. Well, it's going matter. directly in your bloodstream. Yeah. Right. You're getting it through yeah. your skin Whereas, in your bloodstream where it has to be, it has to be metabolized yeah. through your, your stomach. It takes longer. And so people are, are, I guess in a sense, it's overdosing. probably similar to the problems that you have. Like, um, if you drink, uh, like brewed alcohol. Yeah. Right. If you drink beers and then and you don't realize that you've had a lot of alcohol, but then if you throw a couple hard distilled you alcohol in after that, 
you're going to have alcohol poisoning because yeah. you, you kind of have a delayed release yeah. in the brewed stuff. And now you just chased it with the distilled mm-hmm. stuff, which hits you way faster. Yeah. Right. It's the, it's the liquor before beer, never fear, beer before liquor, liquor never sicker yeah. thing, which is basically, basically stupid. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of that. Some alcohol of that. is, yeah. But if you over, just don't overindulge. Don't over, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, period. You know. Yeah. Period. Right. But yeah, it's, I mean, some of these, like, they're, they're saying that, um, it's increased to like 9,973 cases in Colorado. Yeah. I, f- I feel like, I mean, that's a lot. Well, they're also seeing the rise of the syndrome. So the, the cannabis, the cannabinoids, right? Mm-hmm. It, actually, it's a natu- naturally occurring chemical and it helps you not to vomit and yeah. different things, right? And that's, you have cannabinoids in your system, the yeah. whole cannabinoid system, apparently. And I maybe Which I didn't wrong. know. Well, I didn't either until I, I read an article. Uh, knowledge. No, Learning. The, the more you know. <laughs> the big star comes through. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did a talk one time where I used that. Did you really? The more you know. Yeah. That's... It was at a Life Teen Training Convention, which yeah. they've stopped asking me to. Anyway, so let's just come back to that. <laughs> just, uh, no. Chris glazes over. No, I was in area contact for Life Teen at the point. Yeah. So I, was, I, was, I, was, I was on the inside, mm-hmm. and I'm not anymore. I miss it. I miss them. I love you, Life Teen. Anyway, so but uh, but the cannabinoid system, what they found is that by hijacking that, so basically marijuana use, cannabis use over time hijacks that system mm-hmm. and it creates, just like any other drug, a dependency mm-hmm. so that you need more and more of it. And now what they're finding is there are people have this syndrome <coughs> where they have like terrible like migraine type headaches and nausea and vomiting. Yeah. And the problem is it's not something that doctors are super familiar with. So it gets misdiagnosed all the time. People think that they have problems with some of their, um, I can't remember the gallbladder or something. They're yeah. diagnosing like this or diagnosing like that or pancreas, whatever. Uh, I'm just making up organs now. Yeah. You know, the, the, yeah, well, at least you know the body. Well, I just type anyway, boom, doom, doom. But, uh, <laughs> I read an article once. <laughs> There's the body. You've got the humors and you got to keep balanced. There's the black bile and there's the yellow bile. And uh, I'm going back to the Middle Ages, yeah. but it's okay that we're going to bleed them and that'll make them better. Yep. Uh, but that was this thing where it's, it's a major issue where people are creating this dependency now and they're feeling sick and terrible all the time because they've become dependent yeah. on marijuana. It, and, and the problem is, you know, alcohol is a drug. It is a drug. Um, the way alcohol works is in essence, you're poisoning your system. Your body metabolizes alcohol like it metabolizes sugar, but it's not sugar. And yeah. so it just jacks you up. It's it's poison, essentially. Marijuana is not alcohol. It's not the same type of drug. It's a psychoactive drug. Mm-hmm. And so it's got different kinds of effects yeah. and different kinds of side effects and different kinds of dependencies. Mm-hmm. And you know this experiment where we're legalizing it recreationally, it would be akin to saying, let's legalize opioids rec- recreationally, yeah. or let's legalize, um, you know, TH, not THC, pardon me, let's legalize um, some of your, your um, man, I am stupid today. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what you're saying. I can't. Uh, you know, some of the, the psychoactive drugs, other psychoactive yeah. drugs, right? Like, so, um, and it has these negative effects that it's not, it's either a pharmaceutical or it's not. Yeah. It's either a pharmaceutical and we need to to kind of regulate it like a pharmaceutical. Yeah. And all of the arguments for why you need it for depression or PTSD or migraines or glaucoma or whatever, fine. Then it's yeah. a pharmaceutical and it needs to be regulated yeah. like pharmaceutical. Um, if it's not, then 
it's not like alcohol in its effects. Although, and again, I think the argument can be made that alcohol has destroyed many, many, many more lives than marijuana has so far. So far, yeah. Right. Um, So yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting experiment we've got going on here. And it definitely feels like an experiment because I I feel like the same. But again, like same thing with with alcohol, like that there was an experiment with taking it out. Didn't work. Didn't work. Well, because you, again, you had, you had uh, the rise of the, you know, the, uh, Prohibition, the criminal classes. Yeah, you had the mob and, and, and speakeasies. Right. And yeah, I. And essentially that's what's been going on with, with, with drugs. Yeah. You know, we've essentially have the mob scene with drugs right yeah. now, you know? And so that's the argument is you legalize it and now it it's not away. illegal. The problem is we've also seen in California and Denver and Washington that, um, Illegal pot sales did not go down after legalization. They went up, up because the the growers and the distributors and they don't want to pay taxes. Yeah, oddly, and so the black market's just gotten yeah. greater because people now it's not criminal to have it. So you're buying it illegally, but you can't be prosecuted for having it. Yeah. So what? Why not buy it illegally? Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, if we're and if we're going to put dispensaries up, they'll buy it and possibly sell. It. Like we're we're making it easier for. People to just kind of right. do what they want with it. Yeah, or you can you, know, you can even grow it in California now. Yeah, which is you know it's it, so there's a lot going on here. You know, I remember having friends in college who would say things like, "Man, I'm a better driver when I smoke because I slow down." And I just think, remember thinking, "That's, that's you're, how did you get in here? Yeah, how did you get into this university? Mm-hmm. You know, it tells you about my university. Yeah, yeah. Hail to the eater, Whittier, home of friends forever, home of. Fr- so it was it was uh, founded by Quakers. Whittier Whittier was... College was founded by Quakers, named after famous Quaker poet John Greenleaf Whittier. Really, our most famous alumni, Richard Nixon. <clears throat> so, hmm. good ethics program. Yep. Anyway, so, <laughs> but okay, so that so one of the things, and I think as a as a as a parent, as a Catholic, as a Christian, um, I I think we we have to be aware that you know, this idea of overindulgence is not part of the Catholic life. Mm. I think that's really, you know, and again, so is pot legal quasi, but that doesn't give you the right to overindulge in it. And that doesn't give you the right to abuse it, Mm. you know? And, and so, you know, is it, yeah, if you are taking a pharmaceutical for a medical condition, that's different. Yeah. If I'm taking opioids because of my pain and it's prescribed and it's not abused, there's nothing sinful. Yeah. If I'm now buying those opioids from the back of someone's truck, now we've yeah. got a problem. Or if I'm just taking them because I don't want to deal with my life, now we have a problem. Yeah. If I'm smoking marijuana because it's been prescribed by a doctor because I've got post-traumatic stress syndrome or whatever, or whatever disorder, that's fine. If I'm taking it because my life is hard and I just don't want to deal with my yeah. life- that's an issue, yeah. right? And if it's stopping me from doing the things I need to do to improve myself, to improve my life, to improve my situation, then that's an issue. Same thing with alcohol. If mm. I'm having a, if I'm going out and having a beer with friends because it's a social thing and it's just hanging out, that's fine. Mm. If I'm if I'm going out and having beer with friends to the point where I can't drive home, yeah, that's an issue. And really, if you look at like how much that is, it's like two. If you're yeah. more than two, you probably should not be driving home. Yeah. You know, um, and, and even with two, you've got to be careful and watch mm. that, you know? So I don't know. It's just something I think we, uh, as Catholics, we, we need to kind of take a look at yeah. and it's going to be something for Catholic parents or any parents that they're going to have to deal with. Yeah. Well, I, so I, I want to throw out this question cause I've, I've heard it before, 
you know, and, and because, you know, there are some Christian denominations that are like alcohol, never, you know, they're very strict on that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, when, when the common understanding with alcohol is that it's in moderation, right? So in moderation, it is not bad. It is not sinful. And then we're looking at this, um, article and it's saying, People have overindulged because they're not feeling the effects. Now, the question right. is like, I would, I would never smoke it, but like on, on a moral level, is it, if it's, if it's legal, is it wrong in moderation? Well, let's put it this way. I mean, I, that's a great question. Is it wrong in moderation? I would say I'm going to classify it as a medicine. Yeah. Right. So I think if you're taking a medicine in a prescribed way, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If you're taking a medicine recreationally, there's something is something yeah. is moral. Because why are you? What are you medic? Because you're still medicating. Yeah. What are you medicating? What are you mm. avoiding? What are you not dealing with? Right. Um, just because something's been legalized by the state doesn't, doesn't make, make it right. Yeah. Right. Prostitution's legal in a lot of places. Yeah. Doesn't make it right. Right. And so you know, and I'm not saying it's it's on the same level as that. I'm saying it. it well, know. no, but it's just the fact that there are some things that are legal, right? That morally aren't okay. You can you can drink alcohol and not drink to feel the effects. Yeah, you can have a beer because you like the taste. Yeah, you may you are affected. You may not fully realize it. Yeah, um, but if you're drinking to get drunk, now you've got an issue. Yeah, right. That's a problem. <clears throat> if, if when you drink, you only drink to get drunk, that's a problem. Right. And if you're drinking to get drunk on a regular basis and just, and, and it's affecting your ability to live your life, that's a problem. I don't know that there's a way to do. And I, again, I've never smoked the yeah, marijuana. Same. I've never partaken of the devil's cabbage. The, uh, the devil's cabbage. <laughs> yes. But I, I don't know that there's a way to do it to not feel the effects of it. Mm-hmm. That's why you're doing it. Yeah. For the effects of it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that I, you know, recreationally speaking, I, yeah, I think there's an issue there. I think I think you do have some moral problems at mm. that point, because you would say it, it's more of because it, unlike unlike alcohol, it's an immediate imperative of some judgment somewhere because you're because you're you're smoking it for the way it makes you feel. Unlike alcohol, where you could have one beer if you enjoy it and you're sitting down and eating because you're not drinking it. Right to again, get and drunk. I'm talking recreationally. Again, yeah, no, but that's what I'm right. saying is like recreation because the the just and again like this is just a conversation. Um, if you're taking like so, for instance, if I'm if I'm dealing with uh, a depressive, yeah, like a depressive disorder, right? Um, I've got severe depression, and my doctor prescribes me antidepressants. There's nothing <clears throat> wrong with me taking mm-hmm. those antidepressants. If I'm not dealing with depression or I'm not clinically dealing with that and I'm just self-treating myself, I'm mm-hmm. self-medicating, now something's wrong, Yeah. right? And so recreational marijuana is your self-medicating, Medicating. right? Um, for whatever purpose, mm. right? And, 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 and in essence, yes, you are appearing, you're, and, and let's put in just a broad thing. Are you impairing your ability to go out as Christ to the world. Mm, okay. Right? Because as, again, we talked about this last, last, uh, last podcast, as Christians, we're sharers in the mission of mm-hmm. Christ to be reconcilers, right? To go out and to seek the lost. And if I'm, if I'm, if I'm drunk on Friday night, you can't do that. I can't do that. You know, if God places someone in my life, I can't do that. If I'm stoned, 
I, how can I am yeah. I am I able to represent the gospel? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm if I'm high on fentanyl, am I you know? And I don't know what that would be like. I don't. It sounds incredibly dangerous. You know, <coughs> um, what is that like? Yeah. You know, and I think that I think this idea that we need medical marijuana. I think we're seeing an explosion in alcohol consumption. Actually, if you're looking statistically, alcohol consumption is going way up in our culture well, right now. Well, that's and I mean, if if we're gonna kind of look at the two, like the the joke of like getting the munchies. Oh yeah. After getting high. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, beer you consume. Right. You just you just feel like you need. I will say this. I think, and again, are you are you getting the munchies, or did you already have, have them? The mu- but yeah. you're less able to control them. Yeah. You know, and that's the weird thing about alcohol is it doesn't. It, what alcohol does is you get it doesn't. It, it in a sense it it causes you to not focus on all the other stuff. Or not be able to focus on all the things yeah. that are going on around you and hyper focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and typically that's a, whatever carnal thing is at the front of your mind. Mm-hmm. So if it's food, it's food. If it's, if it's sex, it's sex. If it's anger, it's anger. It's yeah. like why, it's why drunks get in fights. It's why drunks get in beds. It's why drunks yeah. eat, you know, that's kind of thing. Um, but what I think is interesting is we're seeing a spike in alcohol consumption. We're seeing a spike in, in marijuana use. We're seeing, you're seeing a, uh, a spike in um, just consumption, right? And what I think we're seeing as a culture is a sick culture that's self-medicating more than it's ever self-medicated mm. before to the point now that we're seeing hundreds of thousands of people dying from overuse of opioids. There's just an article I saw in, it's a news source I don't love, but it statistics were right there, um, that uh, more white guys are dying from fentanyl overdose than any other group of people. Young white men are dying more than mm. any other group from fentanyl abuse. Um and that's interesting, I think. You know, I don't, I, I don't really. And again, is it is the statistic that more white guys are dying than anybody else? Um, there are certainly a lot of black men dying from it, and a lot yeah. of Hispanics dying from it. But but we're number one. Yeah. Uh, but I think, but again, if you look statistically, it's more men than women are dying from opioid overdose. Mm-hmm. Overdose. And I think why why is that happening? And I gotta say, I think our culture's sick to the point that that m- most. There's a lot of young people, there's a lot of men and women who just don't feel purpose in life. Yeah. You know, and I, it's one of those things as a dad, I, I'm raising young boys. I've got a high schooler and there's this tendency, you know, you, this, the Zamboni parent, right? They mm. used to be helicopter parents, but we do all around hovering over them. Yeah. Uh, they've now, now, they're now calling them snowplow parents or Zamboni parents. And so any obstacle, they're just going to brush Both, out yeah. of the way of their kids to the point that it's not an uncommon thing now for parents to call their child's employer. Like, yeah. uh, like after their first job, like they've got out of college, they got their first job, family's going on vacation, boss won't give them time off. And so dad calls the yeah. boss. That is insane. Yeah. But, but it's happening, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I, I, it's one I of would be things, terrified of that. <laughs> like, oh, that was, I'd be like, <laughs> I would fire you so fast. Yeah. I'd be like, hi. Like there ain't no way. You're fired. Yeah, there ain't no way. You if I was an employer, I'd be dealing with that. You can't no. be working here like yeah. that. And I, it's it's sad. It's a learning thing for you and your dad. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but I mean, you know, it, I would be looking for ways to get rid of you. Yeah. But, uh, but as a parent, I constantly have to say to myself and to my wife, um, we have to give him agency, mm. like our, our 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 high schooler. You know, oh, his his grades aren't this, or his grades aren't that, or he needs a haircut, or he needs this, or he needs to do that, he needs to do his laundry, he needs to do this. Nope, he needs to have agency. Yeah, he needs to take control of these things mm-hmm. because I think what's happening is in, in young men in particular, they don't. A young man without agency over his own life 
is going to be a depressed young man. Mm. You know, I, we had this guy, uh, this guy who was an awesome guy at our parish. He was like a 99 year old man. And he came by Life Teen one time and, uh, and he was, he was sharing his story. He just wanted to share his story. Yeah. He was h- almost hundred years old. Really cool guy. And he was talking about how when he was like 13 or 14, um, it was, I think it was depression or whatever it was. It was, it, and he would, he would go to school and then he'd go up and he'd, he'd, he'd go out and he'd, he'd pick up carnations from this, this place. He had a box of carnations and then he'd go to all the clubs, you know, all the nightclubs yeah. and he'd walk around from table to table selling carnations. He'd get home at like, you know, eight or nine yeah. and he could do his homework and go to bed. He's like a, he's like a middle schooler. Yeah. And he's, he's like running through the streets. He's got this thing where he's like yeah. selling. He's got a business where he's raising. It wasn't his money. He was supporting his Pretty family. family yep. This was legitimately one of the happiest people I've ever mm-hmm. met in my life. Um, and that was his, his thing. Like, and it's like, you choose, like you have control to be yeah. happy, but I don't think young people have that anymore. Well, no, because we've, we've made it to the point where, oh, if, if oh God, I can't believe if you are sad, well, here's something to help you. Like there's, yeah, we've, we've totally taken away teaching our young people how to manage themselves and manage the things they take on. Yeah. You know, like I remember even, even as a young kid, my dad would always give me the choice. Do you want to do this? If you're in it, that is your obligation to do it. Right. And I remember like I played soccer, I did a martial art, I X, Y, and Z. And both like specifically with, with the soccer and martial arts, like my dad was like, well, we're going to, you said we were going to do this. And I was like, well, I just don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay, you don't want to do it anymore. That's the choice you're making. I'm like, yeah. Why? Hoping my dad was going to like, I'll back you up. I'll on that. back you up on that. Right. Yeah. Like there would be some reason. And he goes, all right, then we're not going to do it anymore because that's the choice you're making. I remember <laughs> like being guilted into being like, wait a minute. I, okay. I made, I made that choice. Right. You know, but I, I'm not. Well, it's, and it, again, okay, we're not going to do gymnastics anymore. I don't want to not do gymnastics. I just don't want to go tonight. Well, the, well no, 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 because that's not the way it works. Exactly. You're in or you're out. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, but again, you know, I, where do kids have agency? When are, where are they allowed to fail? Where, you know, like I, I was listening to a, a guy on the radio talking about <coughs> Boy Scouts and you, you obviously are a Boy Scout. <laughs> Here we go. Oh uh, yeah. But one of the things that this troop does, and maybe it's every troop, I was never a Boy Scout, is that the, the, the troop has to plan the camping trip. Yep. He said, there's been a number of times like where we went out to the camping trip and they planned to do chili and they didn't bring a can opener. Yeah. He goes, you know what? They never forgot it from that point yeah. on. Because we didn't bail them out. They yep. had to, they had to solve the problem. Yep. And where is that happening in our culture where young, young men in particular are given the opportunity to fail? Yeah. And learn from it. You know, and if you're a snowplow parent and you're not giving the, them the chance to, to fail, to screw up, then then that they don't have that yeah. agency over their life. They're not learning the life lessons. I mean, I was, and again, I go back to this. When I was a kid, I used to ride my bike. And during the summer, I would like leave as soon as I woke up, probably 10 or 11. And I go ride <coughs> my bike until the sun came down and I was everywhere. Yeah. You know, but as mm-hmm. a, and I, I, I'm guilty of this as a parent. I'm like, well, you know, we just be careful and I don't want you to go yeah. over here and I want you doing that. It's like, dude, just get, yeah. it, you know, um, what's his name? Alexander the Great was like a teenager when he conquered the world. Yeah. Right. And we're like, oh no, he couldn't possibly. Yeah. And there was a study that just came out in the UK that said that, uh, now you're not really an adult until you're 30. Yep. Because it didn't, it, didn't it move, it moved like five years. Originally it was like, right. The, the, 
the brain doesn't fully develop until 25. Well, you don't reach outside of adolescence. And that's, it's always, that, that's, that's brain development, but yeah. taking on a responsibility, like you're not taking on adult responsibilities yeah, but, now until you're 30. But do you, do you think that like the full, like, even though it's brain development, you don't really get out of adolescence because we've become more like almost coddling. Oh, totally. In some senses, like that yeah. that moved five years from 25. Right. And I'm sure it moved another five or how many years later than it was. Right. And then this gentleman you were talking about, who's like, oh, it was a hundred and something at the time. Yeah. Like adolescence sounded like it ended the minute you were old enough to take yourself to school. Well, do you know that the idea of teen culture is only as really only as old as cars. I mean, that way people have always said, oh, the kids today, kids today. It's all, I mean, you can go back to the Romans and you can see, you can hear, yeah, like, oh, kids, kids today. today. But the idea of a separate teen culture really comes down to the advent of automobiles when teens have the ability to go out and be away from the family and do these things and, and private dates, like dating as we consider it, only as old as, as mm. the automobile. Um, it, you know, because prior to that, you got to the age where you could contribute and you were expected to, to contribute, contribute yeah. right? I mean, and now what, what do kids, where are we expecting them to contribute? Yeah. Right? And so you, the brain develops the way the brain developments. 27, the brain is fully, 25, 24, yeah. around there. In the 20s, your brain is fully developed. But that wasn't when you started being given adult responsibilities. Yeah. You were starting to learn to yeah. carry those adult responsibilities. And traditionally you would get married around, men would get married around 25. Yeah. Because, or, you know, in their 20s, in early, their 20s, 20s, early 20s, but yeah. because that was the point they could support a family, mm -hmm. right? You would, when you'd finished your apprenticeship yeah. or whatever you were doing. And now it's like, we tell people in their 20s, oh, you're too young. I remember there, we had a, a couple at the <coughs> parish who got married and they were like 22 or 23. Yeah. I mean, that, that you're fully ready to get married yeah. at 22, 23. And the priest, this, we had a, a very um, interesting uh, priest at the time. Got you. Uh, and yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm not even sure of his status. He was a priest and he wasn't a priest. Now he was a priest again. I'm not sure. Um, I know who you're talking about. I yeah. Got you. I got you. Ugh. Fun times. Uh, anyway. Fun times. But he was like, oh, no, no, I wouldn't do I'm not going to do it. I, I would never marry them. They're too young. Too young. Dude. No. No, they're not. Yeah. You know, but stop making infants out of adults. Yeah. You know? And so, but yeah, so I, I wonder, I wonder if we're not seeing that the spike in abuse of substances, particularly amongst young men is because we've taken agency and purpose out of the lives of young men. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely agree with that correlation because yeah. we've, we've made, we've made it too easy, which has only made things right harder. Right. And so when you fail, you crumple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, you know? I, I'm making, I'm making my dad sound like a harsh person, but I remember like in school when I would come home, got an F in something and was scared to come home. Oh yeah. Because it, it, it wasn't, it, it was, it was more because I was frustrated. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And my dad would sit there and go, you've got to try better. Right. You know? It's there not was, that you couldn't do it. It's that you is, didn't do you it. You didn't do it. Right. And it, it's amazing how if you don't have a schedule or, or a plan, didn't is very yeah. easy. You know, it's one of the reasons I, I, I love the idea of goal setting and the whole afternoon morning show uh, drinking Drink Kool-Aid Kool challenge, which I've been I've been drinking the Kool-Aid, um, is I, I honestly believe that you can do almost anything mm -hmm. if you just commit to it and mm -hmm. work at it consistently. You know, um, the book Outliers is a great, it's a study on genius uh, by Malcolm Gladwell. Fantastic book. And what he, he goes through and he examines genius, right? And what he shows is 
Well, genius isn't necessarily what we think it is. And really, anybody can become an expert at something with 10,000 hours of activity in that activity. So if I said, mm. I'm, I'm going to become an expert at playing the piano, if I'm willing to put in the 10,000 hours, I can become an expert at playing the piano. Mm. It's not going to be easy, no. but that doesn't mean it's impossible. Yeah, And that's, you know, um, why, like, we've forgotten that, you know, you have to work to gain things, yeah. but you're capable of work. You're capable of doing things you didn't think you can do. You know, I, I saw a meme on a, a trainer I follow on the Instagram because Everyday Catholics on the Instagram now. If you didn't catch us in the last episode, yeah, yeah. my board of directors said uh, we need to buy an Instagram. And I said, yes, board of directors. Anyway, so we're everydaycatholic.instagram. Uh, you can check it out. But I follow a trainer on Instagram. He's a Don Saladino. He is uh, actually Mr. Ryan Reynolds' trainer. So that's um, yeah. yeah, It's part yeah, of my drink, the Kool-Aid challenge. Yeah, anyway, we've... But he posted something I thought was really, you know, it's it, it was like, you know, the thing you're struggling with today will be your warm up someday. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. And you think about it, reading, right? Reading was so hard when we started. Yeah. Not that hard anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh, for me, I can, <coughs> I can do some basic web design, right? Yeah. Well, when I started, I couldn't do any. Yeah. But I just said, you know, I'm going to learn how to do it. You know, and, and so what if the attitude we started teaching young people was, you, you, not you can do anything, you can do anything. It's like, no, you, you can, can do, do anything. anything. Just start. Just start. Yeah. You know, it's not, and, and not teaching them you deserve everything, mm-hmm. you know, um, but you can do anything, but it's going to take hard, hard work, work to get there. And, and you're never going to be good at anything until you're willing, willing to suck at it yeah. first. If you're not willing to be bad at something, you will yeah. never be good at it. Um, and that's, you know, I think that's such an important life lesson. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Going back to the whole Boy Scout thing, like there are tons of stuff that I've carried over. But when I first started, when I actually crossed over from being a wee blow, um, like I couldn't tie knots for for anything. Like yeah. I couldn't, man, I, I really couldn't cook. I could do small things, but like right. I literally learned how to cook for myself. Right. Because there were opportunities of whether if I didn't plan well enough, it wasn't only myself, it was everybody else around me that also right. suffered. There was right. some real consequence. You know, my mom My mom raised, uh, you know, six boys and one girl. God right? bless her. And she says this all the time, kids need purpose. Yeah. They, they, you know, they, they need to know that they're part of what's going on. Yeah. And so it's one of the reasons you have chores. It's not because you need to have them do stuff around the house. It's because they need to have a purpose and yeah. understand that they're contributing and they're part of what you do. And it's great because I see this in my three-year-old. He wants to do what the big kids are yeah. doing, right? He wants to unload the, he, you know, he took upon himself the day, like <clears throat> we were trying to, hey, who fed the dog? Nobody fed the dog. And he's like, I'll do it. He got up and fed the dog and now he feeds the dog every day. Well, most every day. <laughs> uh, you know, anyway, but dog does, does get fed every day. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and that's, it's inherent. I, my, my, my sister-in-law sent me a video of her, her child, her, and, and just, a, I think she's a little bit younger than our baby. She's like a year and a half or, mm. you know, and, uh, she'd seen the big kids unload the dishwasher so many times that the dish, the silverware drawer is right next to the dishwasher. She's pulling silverware out and like and just throwing hand. it in the door. She can't see. She's just picking it up and putting it in the drawer. <laughs> just, I, I'm doing this. It needs to get done and I'm not yeah. waiting for them to, you know, that's, there's something inherent in us that wants to do and contribute yeah. and build. And, and you take that away from young people. And you keep pushing them back and telling them that they're not ready and they're yeah. not ready and they're not ready and they're never going to be ready and they're going to be depressed and they're going to find a way to fill that longing yeah. and that desire. You know, John Eldridge famously says, like, every man needs a battle to fight. Mm, I yeah. think it's absolutely mm-hmm. true. I think we all do. And and so, 
you know, I, I, what's the takeaway? Um, if you're raising young people and particularly young men, you've got to give them room to fail. Everything mm. can't be easy. Yeah. You know, have you seen, have you seen that video? It's, um, this, this kid, um, and he's doing like karate or something and he's going for a belt or something and the instructor is standing there and this young man can't break this board and he's in front of everybody and I think it's his parent that's filming it because it's it, it looks like it's for a, a, a the next belt it's like a belt yeah yeah and he goes you know, someday when the boards rise up we need to be we ready. Need, yeah anyway, sorry, go ahead. um and he's trying to break it and he can't and he just starts crying and with every every punch of this board you could tell he's starting to pull his punches a little more and he's yeah, crying it probably hurts yeah anyway, yeah and the the instructor gets down at his level and he goes why are you crying yeah. and he goes because i can't do it and he goes no 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 don't ever let somebody tell you that crying's bad, but don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You've got to work through it. Believe you can yeah. and push through. Yeah. You know, he goes, do it again. And this kid's trying and he still can't. And he goes, no, you have to believe that you can do it. And was just pushing this kid in such a loving way, but was not backing down going, it's okay. It's okay. We'll try again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And just one last, and like he breaks the board. Yeah. And this kid just continues to sob. And the dude gets down and goes, see? Yeah. Hard work. And he pauses his parents over and goes, you should take him you to the emergency room. room. <laughs> his hands, I'm pretty sure most of those books yeah. are shattered. Yeah. No, but it's true. And, you know, I, I believe this so firmly that, you know, again, this isn't any like, oh, you're, you're, yeah, unrelease the superpower inside or whatever. This isn't the secret, it's not the notebook. It's just hard work pays off. The consistent yeah. application of hard yeah. work will pay off. Trial and, and error. Yeah. And again, and you, you know, and that's, that's one of the things that you, you know, you, we need to struggle, but we need to learn to overcome. Yeah. You need to set a goal. You need to fight for it. If what you're doing isn't working, you need to adjust and try something yeah. new. But we, you know, this idea that <clears throat> you can't, you're not capable of, or you're not, yeah. you shouldn't or blah, blah, blah. No, you just got to start, mm. you know? And if there's one thing that I find so frustrating in this modern culture, it's the helplessness you run into. Yeah. It's like, golly, all of human knowledge is in your freaking pocket. Yeah. You know, you can, um, I don't have enough time. No, you just no, squander you, yeah. the time you've got, yeah. you know, schedule it, get up earlier, you know, turn off the freaking yeah. TV do whatever and i think if we just started raising people to that i think we'd be better you know if you had snowplow parents and now you're facing that you feel just unmotivated you don't know where to start just pick something and and do it start you know and i'm a big fan of books like i've got my millionaire millionaire real estate agent book here on the shelf that you know i read and it's some great stuff i didn't Mm. use it for real estate necessarily i actually used it for youth ministry in in marketing but I learned, yeah. you know, I'm reading a book right now on, on businesses that decided to stay small when they yeah. could have grown. Why? Um, it's great. I'm going to use some of that information, yeah. you know? Um, and I, I, there's part of me that really wants to start another pod, another podcast, um, or a blog. Cause I, we, we, we got the name, the Chris Mueller project yeah. at one point, uh, for the everyday Catholic <clears throat> show. Since then we, we got the everyday Catholic. Yeah. Name. Way better. And so we're now, we're doing the everyday Catholic show, which, um, if you go to our everyday Catholic Instagram, you can see some clips of. Um, everyday.catholic on it Instagram. It really pushes Instagram. Let's ah, go. That's what it is. But um, 
but I, I part of me wants to use the Chris Mueller project name and then just be, it's like the blog I do for self-experimentation. So like one year, I'm just going to just take this like millionaire Instagram, uh, millionaire real estate agent and just implement, mm. just implement that like crazy for yeah. a year. And just to be able to say, see, look what happened. Or the, the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool workout thing yeah. to go, well, this, I, hey, I said I was going to do this. I was getting this shape and I did it for a year and look what happened. Mm. I mean, it's the problem is the payoffs a year later. So yeah. it's not the best blog, but you could blog along the way, yeah. I guess, you know what you're working on. Or, Hey, I'm, I'm 43. I want to slam dunk a basketball. I, I'm going to work on that. I'm just going to keep, it's a silly thing yeah. to say, cause the reality is I would say 99% of us are capable of doing way more than we're doing. We just lack the focus to yeah. do it. And so what if you just picked a plan said, I'm going to implement it and I'm going to do that. Whether it be your, and, and again, I'm not throwing out the spiritual life either. You know, hey, I, I'm gonna. I want to pray. So I'm gonna pick a plan, a, a scripture reading, or I'm gonna be in the Bible every day. I'm just gonna commit to being in the gospel every day because I want to know Jesus Christ. Like I just want to. You know, the gospel is power for the salvation of souls. I want to know it. So I'm gonna read the gospel every day. I guarantee you, if you committed yourself to that, your life would change. Mm. So rather than sitting and saying I can't, just start saying what can, what can I do today, yeah. and do it. You know? Yeah. Don't stop trying to medicate and find reasons why it can't be Absolutely. done. I think that's, that's the other half too, is we find a lot of reasons why it can't be done. Or yes. we find that we find a lot of things that, well, I just need to, cause I, I'm a firm believer that sometimes you just need to back away. Right. Just stop looking at it for a bit because then you get too much into your own head and then reattack it. But having, having the wherewithal to remember to go back to it, or not medicate. Right. Because then you're hindered from, Absolutely. from actually succeeding. I mean, everybody's got a reason not to. Yeah. Everybody has a story they're telling themselves about why they can't. And that story is why you won't. Mm-hmm. But if you just say, okay, that that's true, right? Or maybe you want to get in shape and you're just really out of shape. I'm totally out of shape. That's true. The only way it's <clears> going to change is if you work through the pain yep. of starting, Right. So, so, so start, you know, why not? Maybe, maybe you're just, you, you, you're just poor and you hate being broke all the time. Well then are you budgeting? Yeah. Right. Oh, it sucks. Budgeting sucks. Well, try it. Yeah. Right. And, and so, you know, well, what can you do? Well, maybe I could, maybe I can make extra money. Maybe I could learn a skill. Maybe instead of watch, watching Netflix at night, I could learn to code and do website development. Yeah. Or, or maybe I could, in my spare time, uh, rather than watching Netflix and I, I could get my real estate license. I could start selling or I could do you know yeah. any number, the side hustle, right? You yeah. Know, there's any number of things you can teach yourself to be able to do. But sitting there and complaining about it and saying the reason I can't is X is never going to move you forward. Yeah. So what can you do? Yeah. And then do it. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, we have to teach that and, <clears throat> and I, I have to learn it, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's from the, the Chris Mueller Project blog. I don't know. I'm That'd toying cool. with it. Yeah. And That'd I could do like, you know, product yeah. stuff too. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see if I ever do it. Yeah. I'm busy making a TV show right now. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Nah, things going on. It's actually going really well. I'm pretty excited about it. So. Yeah. Some of the stuff that you've, that you've shown me, I'm... Super yeah. excited to see I it. I cannot wait to get the Everyday Catholic Show out. And so we're we're actually, we have episode one completed. I'm putting clips out now. We'll release the whole, ep- whole episode probably like in May. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're filming episodes two and three in April. Yeah. Um, and then episode four to be followed after yeah. probably, um, probably going to fill up episode four in like June. Yeah. Um, and so we're doing uh, the first episode on, com- on 
on uh, reconciliation. The second episodes are going to be baptism with two episode, two part episode on baptism, <clears throat> then an episode on confirmation. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And just some of the, you know, it's really cool. Like in that baptism episode, when we do the baptismal promises, cause we're do like mm. an actual baptism, it's the, the background fades out and all of a sudden you've got like your, your godparents and parents and they're doing the prom. But the, and all of a sudden like the, the presider voice isn't like who we've got being the deacon or the priest. Yeah. Um, it's like this, we're going to actually get a voiceover actor. Like, oh, that's cool. Do you reject Satan and all his empty That's cool. And, and, then, and, then, like, and then like, it's going to be sweeping. Like, yeah. You know, da, 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 da. Mm. So it's going to be really cool. That's cool. Yeah. We're just going to, you know, cause we want to emphasize like the magnitude mm. of that moment, you know, mm. the baptism promises. So, oh, sorry. Yeah. Super random thought. So the random thought that popped into my head. Have you seen Captain Marvel yet? I haven't. No. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm my my movie budget, man. Like it just there's too many freaking movies. I to used see. I used one of my my Saturdays break from Exodus to go see it. Yeah, <gasps> so good. See, it's I, good. So this is kind of where I'm at on the the standalone films with Marvel. I I we know there's an Avengers coming out. We're definitely going to go see that in the theaters. <clears throat> I don't know that I, I have the budget to see all the standalone films in the theaters. Yeah. And I haven't seen all the standalone films in the theaters. And I, I feel like I'm getting in the Marvel. We saw Spider-Man in the theaters. I think Spider-Man is amazing. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, so I really want to see it. Yeah. I just, it, to, it's just so much money to go. Yeah. To no, it, it really is. And yeah. if you don't have time to go in the morning when it's like $8. Yeah. Then I, I get that. But at some point. Rent it when it comes out. Yeah. Um, they did a really, really good job. And after seeing it, it felt like it, it comparable to how they worked with um, Iron Man, the first one. Yeah. And this is something that Brandon and I, because um, that was one of the things that we did um, together. We went, to, we went to go see it because we both wanted to see it. Um, but... It was like they they set the tone really really well. Mm-hmm. It, I wouldn't say it was the most amazing Marvel movie right. I had ever seen, but they had such a good balance of everything that you walked away going, "I want more of that." Yeah. So it's like, it almost feels like they're sorry. I'm on my my nerd. No, no, but own. it's it's an or it's it's not. Well, it's kind of no. It is an origin story. Yeah, it's, it's origin story. It's what it's it a is. standalone. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It yeah. is good. Yeah, it's good. You could tell that they're gearing up for a a series to end right and new characters to right to take and it up and, at, and yeah. they're doing a really good job also the other thing is everybody's been promoting it as a super like like girl power, girl power. yeah it's yeah. it's more about a woman finding who she's really been called to be right with a twist in it of a side character yeah of a father doing everything he can right to provide for his family interesting super super cool that was one of the things that i walked away going they made a bigger deal right. about the whole well, like I girl think, power thing uh, well, this could be a totally different podcast but i think the and who is the person playing the cat? brie larson i think brie larson did that yeah she did a lot of interviews where she was like it's a feminist film and this is gonna be found to make sure the marvel films are feminist no, no 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 she did a lot of press where she injected that into it which it could have been it could have been 
and it could have been subtle and it could have just been like, yeah. but I think she injected it into the conversation so that it, and it, and in our politicized time, we talked about last yeah. podcast, it just got really tribal really fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, you there, know. there are those girl power moments. There were definitely times where like, even as a guy, she'd do something and you're like, yeah, but that's yeah. okay. So Eve, again, back to my kids, like I'm excited that my little girls will go see it. Or even my son will think Captain Marvel's cool yeah. and see like a strong female superhero yeah. who's not wearing, you know, booty shorts yeah. like that's great no, she's captain Mar- captain marvel's dope she's yeah dope. that's cool i mean that's great and i i want that i just i just wish we could all just n- stop being tribal about it yeah you know what i mean like great it's a it's a good strong female character awesome let's celebrate that but yeah. i don't but it doesn't have to be like oh, all the yeah. time you know anyways um, i just wanted to see if you had seen it oh no i haven't subtle nerd out well hey it's 48 it. minutes we are well over the 40 minute mark so this has been the afternoon morning show brought to you by everyday catholic everyday catholic is a 501c3 nonprofit, and we depend on the support of listeners like you, you. if you like the podcast um consider going to everydaycatholic.com slash donate and making a monthly pledge which we just revamped the donation page by the way way Sweet. way easier to use Sweet. so check it out yeah. yeah we'll catch you guys next time all right bye guys bye